podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My name is Donnie Baseball, uh, uh, filling in as the intermediate host for the Boxing Asylum podcast. Uh, yeah. And I'm joined alongside my partners here, uh, Tommy Allen, Kurt Ward, and Andy, Andy Patterson are all joining us today. Uh, and we have the uh, legendary trainer Enzo Calzacchi. Uh, and father trainer of uh, Joe Calzacchi, the former lineal uh, super middleweight and light heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, so uh, how are you doing these days, Enzo? Well, I'm okay. I'm actually with Joe now. <laughs> well, not actually with me, but he's down the road somewhere, right? <laughs> so I'm okay. We're doing fantastic. We're enjoying our lives so far. <laughs> so good. Hello? Can you, can you tell us how you got into training fighters, Enzo? Do I train any fighters? Yeah, well, it's one or two, yeah. But what I'm doing is, obviously, is to make sure that the right ones come along. Uh, so, uh, I yeah. was going to ask you, uh, Enzo. Yes, I'm all ears, yeah. Yes, I, uh, you know, you've been in the news lately and uh, uh, with respect to uh, your good buddy, Carl Frotch. Uh, so, I wanted to start off the interview <laughs> with a bang uh, well, by asking by way. you a quick <laughs> Quick question about that. All right, far away. Uh, so, obviously, I know you would take exception to uh, Frotch declaring himself as the greatest fighter in modern uh, UK history, uh, to which your response was uh, that Frotch's style was uh, something like you'd see outside a pub on a Saturday night. Um, now, I'm just wondering, I mean, all kidding aside, you know, with the exception of Andre Ward, uh, Frotch is essentially cleaned out 168. Uh, do you really believe he's just a glorified club fighter? Well, I think what I'm to talk the truth. As far as I'm concerned, right? Um, Carl Frotch had never turned me on. Never have. Okay? We're talking about Mayweather's. Like, um, we're talking about, obviously, Nathan um, Crabble's. We're talking about people I talk, I mean, talk, in other words, um, something about them, right? They've got something goes special. Now, I think Carl Frotch is not a special fighter. It doesn't matter. Look at it. He's not a special fighter. He boxed. What he'd done, he'd done well. Okay, let's be honest. It works for him. I'm happy that it worked for him. But asking me the boxing connoisseur that I am, I pride myself to have a really good idea, an eye for boxer. Now, what it is, he cannot drop his hands like he does. He can't do bits and pieces like he does. He's just not constructive boxing, good boxing. What it is, he's tough. I'll give that to him. He's tough. Probably yeah. very tough. That's the reality of it. And what's keeping him alive so is his chin. So you his feel like it's tough? Him alive. You know, Okay, go on further. Yeah. Well, no, I was going to say, so, you feel like he, he, his toughness carries him further than his natural talents and abilities would otherwise well, take him. Well, well, let's be honest about it. I mean, at the end of the day, what I'm thinking of, right, is this. That if I had to train him, right, I would make a lot of adjustments. And I mean a lot of adjustments. He isn't naturally gifted with what, you know, up top fighters that had award, et cetera, you know, go on and on. And not just show, but other fight they wear this. To be long to that class and say that he's the best boxer come out from Britain ever, it's completely sold and absolutely insulting <laughs> to the likes of, um, you know, Chris Eubanks and, you know, you name it, that level there, which obviously lots of others, right? And that's absolute insult. 
to dedicate, actually declares that himself as a man, the Messiah of boxing. <laughs> to me, who is he kidding? Who is he kidding? He boxed, a, he boxed an absolutely spent out Kessler. Yes. Like three, four, uh, about four years older than what he was when he boxed Joe. I'm not, yep. this is not, not a thing to glorify Joe whatsoever. I don't Joe not to be glorified at all. A public do that for Joe, right? Okay? But as far as Frosty going, he glorifies himself. Now, uh, that's speaking... Sorry? I was going to say, speaking of fighters that you say, if you were their trainer, you'd make a lot of stylistic adjustments. Uh, back in 2012, uh, when Amir Khan left Freddie Roach, you told The Guardian that you'd love to train Khan and that you said with the right trainer, Khan could be unbeatable. Um, now, I was curious, first of all, did you meet with Khan and his team and discuss the possibility of being his trainer? And secondly, yes. oh, you did, okay. Yes, I'll tell you about that. Now, I'll tell you, what's the second part? Well, forget about the second part at first. You did meet with this team. Well, that's yeah. We met, we met each other in the um, hotel in um, Birmingham. I think it was on Enzo, uh, Enzo McAnally's um, title fight, for which uh -huh. the team, it, it's the whole team, uh, only, um, um, and the wasn't there. The old team was his lawyers, his father, um, his manager. We sat down, obviously, sat down in particular in some part of the hotel to have a conversation between us lot, me and the, the, their lot, to basically construct some idea that we will our train and they, um, what's, what's the name? Um, you know, the fighter, Amikan. Yeah. The train Amikan. Which obviously, um, I said probably yes. I mean, obviously, I was still a box, boxing trainer at that particular time and a level, you know, whatever. So, anyway, as we spoke about it, we made a couple of, um, Question to answer, and they ask a lot of questions to myself. So I said, Where shall we train? So I said, Well, if you want to train, I'm happy to train now. I'm a good fighter. I can obviously improve him better, and they like that part of it. But I said, I can improve him further. With my system, is slightly what I said. I played myself, probably say, um, My system is good, and fair watch even better. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah, the yeah. reason is, you know, sorry? The reason for this is because no, no, punches on, in, yes. the punches and bunches was created my creation, you know, which I did from 25 years ago, and where people ridiculed it as slapping. Obviously, no, mm. now the boxing these days has gone into that mode of punches and bunches because being the referees can no longer see and accept the fact major punch goes compete in the chin before it gets knocked out. As you know, the referees are really um, carefully now to stop a fight before it actually hurts to anybody, you know what I mean? So obviously, yes. punches and punches was a great routine. So obviously, you know, it, it works for everybody, that one punch and punch. But in any case, it was the Amakan, the team, and obviously father. And I was happy. Of course, I was happy to have a you know, conversation about it, right? Talk to the lawyers, right? The lawyer. They said, besides the method of what's in it, now. So I said, basically... I got to say, raise my hand. I said, the one thing I will do it only one way. If you, I do the rules, not you rule me. I don't get ruled by any boxer. I said, I rule them. Mm -hmm. Okay, Anthony McNeely, Gavin Reeves, all world champions. I said, I like to be my own boss, not being bossed. In so we listened along, we listened along a bit there. And I said, another thing I said, 
are training in my place in Newbridge, not me, Captain Bolt, as a trainee, okay? I'm the boss. You come to my place, and I'll train you. You can go back home, back to me, and back home, all right? I want to be accepted. And by the way, I said, when I say jump, you got to say how high. And you feel like he resented that? He probably had. I think somewhere down the line, because no further progress with him. We'll be left with Shukans, a great staff, and have a chat, go watch the Enzo McInnes fight. But further, I think intimidation is very, very bad. Intimidation, yeah. right? You know, because what I'm thinking is I intimidate him, right, to for very hard work to be done. Because yes. I can be, I, I am a taskmaster. I'm a masochist. But I'll do myself. <laughs> I would go there smile with him. I could see I've done all throughout my career. You know, I'm not one of these outside the ring trainers. I'm inside the ring trainer. Right? And yes. I would accept them. They would do what I ask if I could do it myself. I wouldn't ask a guy to do 25,000 press-ups unless I could do 36,000. You know what I mean? Yep. Now, before I turn this over to uh, the other panelists so they can ask some questions, I just have one last one kind of related to this, which is, given that he did go with Virgil Hunter, and given that, you know, in his last fight, after being with Hunter for several months, he seemingly just squeezed past Diaz and didn't really look substantially different than he had in, you know, before wow. Virgil Hunter. Do you think Virgil Hunter is overrated as a trainer? I mean, is he just lucky that Andre Fight Ward far. walked into his gym? By far. By far. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I don't readjust the trainers, but I don't even assault him. The fact that he works behind the gym, on the floor, while that guy was sitting on the, in, in a stool, you know, I've never seen that before. I've never seen that. I don't see, I don't know what benefit is to come, turn his head around, looking down all over the place. That's not yeah, that it's, called professional training, as far as I'm concerned. That's, that's not You've got to be a bit face, eye to eye. Look at me, look at me when I talk to you. All right? Mm -hmm. That's the way you train. Mm -hmm. That's the way we're trained. And that's the way I think people should train people, boxers. Look at them eye to eye. Let them see in their eyes what you're talking about. Not look, turn his head down a bloody corner. It's a bad, <laughs> I've never seen that before in my life. So obviously, no. But that word, I think definitely is overrated. Because the Khan is overrated. Okay. All right. So let me, let me turn this over now to... Uh, to Kurt. Um, Kurt, fire away for Enzo. Yeah, hi Enzo. Um, looking back over Joel's you know, undefeated pro career, what would you say his finest performance in the ring was? Well, listen, I am truthfully to say that. It's hard to say it because I look at the fight in division. My eyes are on in the that particular fight. I don't bet it until after, a long time after, looking back at everyone this fight. Okay. And to me, that you know, some of what you think is not the best, are the best because there must have been a hard task on it and he won playing colours. So what say this is the best one there. Eh? So, you know, let's say some of the best. How's that? Yeah. Lacey was a good one. Kessler Tesla. was beautiful. And Roy Jones was a fantastic one. Eubank. You know, and um, you know, we go you back of course. So it depends which one would you put as number one and two and three or four. You know what I mean? In so, I think I, I think a really underrated performance of Jules was against Charles Brewer. Charge of Brewer, what a fight. What that was a great a fight. fight. What a fight. Yep. So, I mean, what I'm saying in, in a nutshell is that you're asking me, like, uh, and I would turn around and say, which one? I'll think to myself, which one? You bouncers, fantastic. That made him, basically, that hard, fast, tough, that 
brilliant guy called Chris Eubanks made Joe in some way his character because he reacted to know where he got first time ever and he felt so that's a great one um, the surprise one was Lacey the way he destroyed it that's a surprise more than anything because I knew from day one that you I said from day one Joe will tell you look in his book it says I told him you destroy him he said why did you say that well it's common sense I said Joe listen to me carefully that guy punches one punch in five moves yeah you punch five punches in one move. And he said, oh, oh. And then he says, after that, then he beat him up. He said, and Dad, <laughs> you were right, Dad. You were right. <laughs> I'm <a saint>. so, <laughs> Tesla was another beautiful fight. Come on, come and sing. Because uh, the way he lifted, uplifted his, uh, his movements from round four or five onwards. So it's really hard to say which is the actually what I I like them all. Truthfully, I like Charles Brewer. It was a great fight. One to one, total to toe. What more can you say? And so same foot to say that this fight against the Kessler was the best ever seen in this Britain country is absolutely salty <laughs> uh, On the subject of Frotch, actually, I think Tommy has a question. About no, that, no, no, uh, no, 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 Enzo, how do you think a fight with Nathan Cleverly and Frotch would go? Well, I believe this. Now, I'm trying to launch that. Because I trained Nathan Cleverly from a youth to a pro. I've had 18 pro fights with him before he obviously did with fighting company. But let me tell you this guy. He's bird speed. Definitely class act. I've been, I trained him from day one. And let me tell you, what Joe's moves, etc., etc., they're official. This style is belongs to Kazagi style. Now, he wouldn't be able, Frotch would not be the cope with the, not much the power, but the work rate of Nathan. You know, and Nathan, make no mistake, he's got a fantastic chin itself, because I've seen him in time before. He has it fought very often. And because obviously, he shrugs it off. So, I look at obviously, the punches and bunches, the power of the punches and bunches. I don't think, will be able to cope with that system. Uh, so I would definitely, so, so, yeah, definitely say that obviously Nathan could do a good job on him. So Andy, what do you, uh, what would you like to ask Enzo today? Is Andy on here with us? <laughs> Anybody in? Uh, Enzo, I'll, I'll ask a question. What were your thoughts on Joe rec receiving the great honour from Ringay earlier this year and being named their fighter of the decade? Oh, what can I say? Spectacular. I mean, obviously, there's no boasting attitude to say he's great, Joe's and that. But I think he deserves it. Whether I'm his, his, whether I'm his trainer's father, the achievement of Joe, what he did, and Humble so good with it. You know, really deserves a accolade 100% of that. I'm really proud to hear that. He obviously... He would fight for a decade, beating with people like Hopkins, Roy Jones, brilliant fighters around. Kessler, you tell me, to vote it above all those, it's an honor. 
Um, speaking of uh, fighters that you formerly trained, like cleverly, I have another question about uh, another former charge of yours, and that's Gavin Reeves. Uh, being an American, of course, yeah, we saw him on uh, television on our screens in America rather recently against Broner. And interestingly enough, for the first couple of rounds, he hit Broner with some good shots, but he just seemed obviously way too small to do any meaningful damage. Um, and I'm just wondering, and maybe you had this conversation with him in the past when you were uh, his trainer, but uh, do you believe he should be fighting at 130? And, you know, if if so, why oh. isn't he? I mean, is it like a, a diet or nutrition thing, or is it dedication to training? But his father, he's got the same genes, right? He's very short, but very stocky. So it's probably it's a family request. He's, he's very, very stocky. That is sure. He's only 5'3". But really, he, he's a, what you call a dynamic fighter for the period of time. Because obviously, that, that type of, um, what do you call it? That, that, not fitness, but a body work on that. It's something about it that it can never change. It will never change unless it slows down the shots. But as it is, you change style then, of course, because um, when you box um, to win a world title, with, um, you find a world title, but obviously that was more than punches and bunches. Yes. And it worked, it worked very well. Like it, like it did in Broner. The five rounds or four rounds, it was doing great. Yes. So, I mean, the, uh, system, but the question you said, to drop down in weight, he should drop down in weight. I agree 100% that if he could get down to featherweight or super featherweight. And at 130, I, there's, that other, there's that other Welsh fighter. I can't think of his name. Uh, uh, young, Gary Buckland. The young one. Yeah, Gary Buckland. Buckland. That would be, I mean, well, would that I, be a big fight in Wales? I assume it would be. Well, it would be um, exciting, of course it was, because of the Welsh first, but obviously getting down there, you have enough problem to get down that particular weight. I don't weigh, but obviously, it's the horse of the courses. You know, really, I don't know how we can make it, but I mean, if we push it down, I think you can get down for that particular weight, but will it be strong? There's a question. Will it be tough right. enough? Now, it's, it's a dangerous move to take over if you don't commit yourself to it. Sure. Um, I mean, what, what about uh, his upcoming fight with Krola? What do you think his chances are there? Well, he's not a bad kid. I've seen him pop in, and he's not a bad kid. But take that away from Gavin. Gavin, I think, is definitely top class. Uh, we know for a fact that we've done with Broner, he's done fantastic. But Broner is what you call an A-class fighter now. So he didn't do bad at all. Now, will he cope with the Corolla? Um, it's all about hunger, isn't it? It's all about hunger. When you get up the ladder, come down quick. You know, sometimes you're fighting well and you've got the passion for it. So, Corolla needs it badly, obviously, doesn't he? Yes. And some people, and I say to Joe once upon a time, I say, listen, Joe, the problem. He said, what's that, Dad? Oh, it's not my problem. I said, it's you. He said, why? I said, you're training like a champion. So, you should be, what's happened the day you said we should train like a challenger? And you realize, you're right, Dad. That's what Lion with Gavin now. He's been up the ladder, Corona, all that stuff now, right? Corona hasn't been up there. Now, will it be a kettle of fish? A different kettle of fish. Will his hunger be more than Gavin? So that's something we'll find out. But they're both two fighters. It can be 50-50. Uh, all right, Kurt. Um, I think, did you have a question about the uh, 
yeah, the um, father-son relationship, or was it, or was it, was it that? Yeah, um, Enzo, um, just one quick question before we ask you about your show. We've Frotch has recently, you know, he's come out that Frotch may fight Hopkins at the end of the year. I mean, would you give Hopkins a chance in that fight, despite his, you know, his age at this time? How come he's How come he's looking for him? Why? He's fifty seconds. He's fifty years old. He's supposed to be this new body on the town. What the hell is he for? Wait, what's wrong with Kevin? What's wrong with Joe? Joe? Yeah. So it's an absolutely what I say. Person, he's sold the boxing. Because then he's obviously do for the money. Yeah. Not not because he's so good. It's just the money case. Why are you taking the same path as Joe again? Another one. And Enzo, could you um, you know, let our listeners know about the upcoming show you got at your, at your gym? Oh, fantastic! I would like to tell you. Yeah, it's on the fifth of um, July. You know, it's a nice record, nice um, to get together, get everybody getting together, like some newbies, people always following boxing, uh, shows, fascinados, and the sets of show. And maybe Kevin will be there. Hopefully, more other you know ex my Xboxers will be there. It's a great night. It'll be music going on as well. I'll be launching my album. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions? That's that's fine, Enzo. Thanks very much for your time, mate. You're yeah. welcome, boys. Thanks. Right? Okay. Good luck, mate. Good luck. Thanks, Enzo. Do you notice I did it last round one? Uh, you could, hey, mate. You can swear if you want. Me, then I fuck a bit on here. Oh, mate. for fuck's sake, motherfucker! I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Enzo. Thanks, lot, Enzo. Thank you, Enzo. Bye, bye. Cheers. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.